It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. So, this is our kind of year-end wrap-up podcast. It's our Christmas party. It's our Christmas party. <laughs> you know what I really hate? I really don't like... Well, I don't mind them. It's more the reaction to them. I don't like lists, like the best game of the year and blah, 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 blah. Which is ironic because we do a list every week. Well, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, but those are our personal favorites. You know, because basically what it is is put out there by... This magazine or this website shows this is the best game of the year, and this right. one shows this. But the top three slots are just entirely paid for or something like no, that. No, I, I don't care about that. I think we paid for it. It's, it's more that people actually care about the results oh, and react yeah. to them. You know, it's like, who gives a shit what IGN says? This is bullshit. Fallout 4 ranked number two? What yeah, the exactly. Fuck? <laughs> um, so I, I always just basically stop reading video game sites about this time of year. Until uh, there's actually some real news again. So. That's a good choice. I try to stay away from most anything this time of year. Yeah. Just everything about it is obnoxious to me. <laughs> like going out Grinch. in the public and doing shopping and stuff. Exactly. And wow. Where's I your holiday spirit, Alex? It's I never had it to begin with. Dead. Spe- speaking of things you haven't gone out and done, we're like four days out and you haven't seen Star Wars yet, <laughs> which is super <laughs> fucked true. up. true. Yeah. Um, I was planning on seeing it on Christmas with my family, so I'm holding out for him. Wow, that's you're a bad person. I know. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I'm she really said no to my coming baby with us. sister oh, yeah. to watch Star Wars <clears throat> with me. I texted her a couple days before. I'm like, hey, got two extra tickets. You, you know, basically, you and your boyfriend want to come with us. She's like, oh no, we'll pass. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to deal with the Star Wars people. And to be fair. It did smell like an old foot in that movie. Okay, theater. yeah. So Jared, Jared and I will, will share our spoiler-free experiences at the Star Wars uh, opening here in Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> you know what I like? They do 8 p.m. showings now instead of midnight showings on the oh, night really of nice. release. So that's fucking awesome. Because I, I knew that they did 10 p.m., but on a weekday, that's still a bit late to do anything productive the next morning. Yeah. So uh, we went to the 8 p.m. We got to the theater early because I had to get a refund on your two tickets. <laughs> it amazes me that you couldn't find like anybody standing around to get those two. I, or... No, I didn't want to try. I didn't give a shit. Good point. So we got to the theater early to get a refund on those, like 5.30, 5.45. And uh, I asked the girl, like, hey, what time does the theater open? You know, We didn't want to stand in line. And he went, oh, it's open right now. So, okay, so two and a half hours before... We walk in there just to scope it out. It's fucking packed. Naturally. There are no seats. <laughs> I really have no idea what you were expecting. <laughs> I just... I've never had anyone seat me over two hours before the movie started before. Yeah. I was expecting there to be like a line and then, you know, people go in at like an hour and a half before. Whatever. Yeah, but I suppose it'd be <clears> like, even if it was a full line, it would still be packed by the time you got in there, right? Yeah, but it wouldn't have the stench already built up. Because they've, they've been That's in there true. for a while. They're like stewing in it for a full two hours. Yeah. They didn't have the AC going either, and that that was a problem. That was a Just problem. Bod to bod, eating like the restaurant sushi next door and like theater popcorn and shit like that. Wow, that's making me almost gag right now just thinking about right? it. Uh, yeah, so we got in there and we got like the handicap seats. That's like the best we could do. Yeah. But it was all right. And then we, uh, we moved up. We saw those two seats uh, above us and we moved up there and... I was sitting next to some fat guy, and there was just this miasma of just terrible smell everywhere. So, I'm not saying all <laughs> fat people smell, but I'm not saying it was the guy fat either. Fat person in a, in the Star Wars premiere, chances are they're gonna smell. Just no, I just didn't want to sit next to the fat guy because we had to sit there for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's all boring. But uh, so you see, you make me not regret my choice. 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Except that our seats were fine because we were down the handicap section. Yeah, we had to sit True. there for two hours, though, fucking holding our seats. Also, it is absolutely miserable avoiding any sort of spoilers or like massive influence of opinion on this movie. Well, I guess this you should have just gone with us then. Yeah. I guess I should have. I mean, I could spoil the movie for you right now. I, uh, no, I was actually. That's how vulnerable you are. I almost did earlier because I just figured that would make you uh, an editing job for you. But <laughs> there's Alex right here who hasn't seen it, so that would have been. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say anything specific, but I thought the movie was a uh, worthy follow-up to the original trilogy. Uh, it's probably the best Star Wars anything since Empire Strikes Back, except for I do like Coder in that universe. So, those are the two best things that have happened since Empire Strikes Back in terms of Star Wars, in my opinion. What do you think, Jared? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to decide. He's trying to stew. He's stewing over it. I'm stewing over it. I, it. It didn't really feel like a Star Wars movie in some respects. So, well, hmm. what does a Star Wars movie even feel like anymore? Really, fucking. I don't know, tr- man. Prequel trilogy was shit. I actually, I, I left the theater after prequels more excited than the. Oh God, I left the theater. After I left that. the theater. Maybe that was just your youthful yeah. enthusiasm. I, I left the theater after Phantom Menace. Like, oh, that was an awesome lightsaber battle. But then, you know, it's more I thought about it. It's like, holy shit, that was a terrible movie. Yeah. yeah. But, and then I left Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith just like gagging. They were horrible. Oh. So. Well, I was just like a straight up child when Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones came yeah. out. So I was like, that's just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was, I pretty much just had my day made when they um, premiered General Grievous. But. In hindsight, haven't really watched those movies since. Have you watched the original trilogy? Oh, yeah. Fair Funny. Amount? Yeah, okay. You were gagging after Revenge of the Sith? Oh, I mean, it was terrible. That, that actually had a no, it super did. awesome it lightsaber no, It had no redeeming qualities. Lightsaber battle. Revenge of the Sith General was Grievous. worse than... It was... It was oh, they're all equally bad. They're all terrible. You can't say that Attack of the Clones improved anything because it didn't. And Revenge of the Sith certainly didn't. So, anyway, so the, the new movie, um, the lead girl... Daisy Ridley or something? Yeah. Just, right. She's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. She and, was good, yeah. And then uh, Adam Driver from um, the show Girls. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay, actually, the show Girls on HBO, actually pretty legit show, surprisingly. Okay, I was going to say, just for the title alone, it sounds like a pretty... You think it was like a not... show for girls, you know? Well, yeah. It kind of is, but it's not. It's like, actually, I've never seen a show... That is more negative towards girls in the twentieth century or twenty first century than this uh, than the show Girls. Uh, What's it about? It's just about like a couple, like a, like four friends uh, who are just starting out living in New York City, and they're kind of all have their own quirks, but mostly they're all just kind of spoiled and clueless. And that's my waking life as a university student, just viewing that. I it's don't it's hard I to explain. It my free time. It, it's well written and it's funny, and. Uh, Lisa Dunham? Lisa Dunham? I don't know. I have no Whatever idea. Whatever the fuck her name is. The lead character is kind of like a little, like super frumpy beyond reason. She always wears like super <laughs> frumpy. But she's always also taking like her clothes off in the show for some unexplained reason. It's bizarre. Uh, so that's like the one notable thing about the show is that for some reason she always writes scenes where she just has her clothes off for, for no reason. Wait, the, so she's writing these scenes? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she writes in the stars? Yep. She really just wants to get naked in front of camera. Apparently. Like, yeah, she's an exhibitionist. Uh, but then, anyway, this show has uh, Adam. Yeah, you're really fangirling over this this, this girl show. No. So anyway, the, the part I really like about it is Adam Driver is in the show. Okay. And he plays the boyfriend throughout several seasons of one of the girls. And he's just fucking a weird dude. He's just a weird fucking dude. Like, Who is he in Star Wars? Uh, he is one of the bad guys. Oh, cool. And he's fucking perfect. He's the guy in the mask in the... In the uh, preview kylo run yeah okay all right that's kind of a spoiler if people were thinking that it was but he's on imdb cat like i mean everyone's known that for months okay (laughs) so he it's not a spoiler because it's obvious it is not luke yeah i'm imagining that like by the time this podcast comes out everyone listening will have seen star wars anyways so So, do people actually think that was luke because i mean yeah people thought that was luke for a long time the casting information was out for so long before that they thought it was misdirection oh really yeah um so anyway uh he's he's amazing so the new cast is amazing and then of course um harrison ford coming back as han solo just fucking awesome so uh really the characters the dialogue all that is great um i ended up liking the uh that black guy 
way more than I did in the. In the oh preview. yeah, he's great too. Yeah, I, he was just he just had this like derpy looking face like every single scene in the preview <laughs> and there's like this awesome bromance between him and another character and he's and actually pretty legit yeah so. oh and then yeah. also last thing i'll say without spoiling anything the new little droid that they made to sell toys yeah bb8 bb8 ball droid thing it's fucking hilarious and awesome that's what i, I heard. was surprised I heard that, like they gave it in a like a really surprising amount of character and expression and uh, it's, that, like, it's 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 incredible I, I was just blown away by because i was expecting just to cringe yeah. And no, no, it was actually really well written and funny. And there's that's awesome. There's a couple moments that are just gold. I was so. just expe- expecting like a shitty little mascot character from it. Yep, me too. But no, it's he's actually you know they don't focus on it, they don't linger on it. He's just basically he's kind of like R two D two was in you know um, New Hope and all that. So anyway, uh, Jared, you were less enthusiastic, but. Then again, you did like the prequels, apparently. So I I like the prequels immediately after getting out of the theater. Don't don't mistake me here. I did not like the prequels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just. I think that upon subsequent re- like viewings of the Force Awakens, I'm gonna like it better. Yeah, just gotta chew on it for a while. I think it's it's gonna be the opposite effect that the prequels have with me. So next time after you've seen it, we'll have a spoiler filled discussion of what we liked and didn't like. Oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. I have a lot to talk about. This is bullshit. We have to like hold our tongues. I know. Thanks I'm a lot, so, Alex. So angry. It's not just me, guys. You're right. You're right. You're not your own person. You could have just said <laughs> your boyfriend. I'm gonna go by by myself. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Let's get into some news. Some actual video game news and discussion. I know, right? Is it a Star Wars? <laughs> okay. So, uh, past couple weeks, big thing that I'm really excited about. I think you are too, Alex. Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom was announced for the PS4. Oh, fuck yeah. With a trailer. Looks great. It's, uh, it's not a continuation of the first game. It's a whole new, you know, set of characters and stuff, a new world. But, uh, looks really if awesome. If they improve the combat, I'll try it. Combat was one of my favorite parts of that game. Combat yeah, was fucking really terrible in that game. <laughs> I didn't care for use for like controlling any of my teammates or anything, but yeah. um I really liked the pet battle. <laughs> yeah, finding pets and then evolving them and you know, just yeah. it was simple but it was it was deep enough to be entertaining. Yeah, I'm really into kind of monster training games. That had me hooked really quickly. Yeah. Like I did fucking like all the big ones like Monster Rancher and Pokemon and the Tensei series, so Yeah. So, and of course, and also Nino Kuni, the story and the music and the characters were all just, and the animation was just amazing. So. Yeah, just fun. Just so feel good. Yeah, it was great. It's, it's so funny because it's the kind of game that I would never think I would have liked. I probably never would have played if my brother hadn't been very adamant really? about me playing it. Yeah. Um, it was great though. I'm glad I did. Awesome. But, um, one thing though, I will say, I think I said this last time this game got brought up months ago. Um, Nino Kuni uh, has the same problem that a lot of grpgs have where you have an unlimited inventory and so you can have unlimited health potions and unlimited you know mana restoration potions unlimited revive potions mm-hmm. uh and it's just it completely unbalances the game because near the end of the game there's a um tournament thing you do where you fight a bunch of like hard monsters and like a gauntlet of some sort and you can't use or you can use like one item or you know you can't use items at all so you rely upon your team and you have to have a balanced team with healing abilities and all that. Right. And it's like, it's 10 times more fun than the rest of the battles in the game. Oh, Jared just generously gave. <laughs> I just Alex remembered gloves. I had gloves in my pocket. That's funny. <laughs> That's simultaneously really nice of you, but also what the fuck took you so long to realize you had gloves in your pocket? Well, you said you were freezing. So I handed her my scarf. I just sort of well, I just, like, wrapped up her like hands in the scarf and thank you. <laughs> We're in my garage and it's a little nippy out right now. I can't turn on the heater for you because it makes noise. So I feel like I, <laughs> clean audio is more important than your yeah, well-being. That's true. All right. I got gloves now. So, oh, my God. There's another pair of gloves sitting right there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Those are my gloves. You, you could have had those. I got a hat, too. You want a hat? Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I hope that they... Uh, are more restrictive on the item use because if it was if the game was like that the whole way through it'd be much more challenging and much more to me satisfying and fun yeah i usually build in item limitations with rpgs just because they're incredibly 
OP if you incorporate them into your tactics. Yeah. Especially because like everything that you fight against doesn't have any sort of item system. So you're inevitably going to beat them if you just like slam away at them long enough and use items. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy because doing this gauntlet thing, I had to really plan and make sure my team was up to snuff and with the healing and stuff before you just have all, you know, DPS monsters and you know, don't have to worry about it. Exactly. So, but uh, that's a you know a minor complaint that a lot of JRPGs fall victim. I blame to. Final Fantasy for the trend. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning they had stacks of ninety nine potions. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next up in news, this is a weird one. Um, do you play the Dead or Alive games? I did. I played <laughs> some of them before. Okay, so the newest. So basically, these games are like fighting games, but they've kind of over the years become more and more about just like. Girls in skimpy clothing. Yeah, well, they had all, like all these skimpy clothing spinoffs. Yeah, like volleyball at one point. Yeah, the- there was a volleyball. I played like an island adventure one where there was a collection of mini games, uh-huh. and it was also island kind adventure. of a dating sim. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and it was like you bought presents to woo the girls. And was there any payoff like for the dating? Uh, yeah, they would join your team and you would, they'd like flirt with you and then like there would be weird slow pans of them in central positions with their clothes on. It was just. But no, like Grand Theft Auto, hot coffee. No, no (laughs) Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) So the newest version of this game, uh, the PS4 version has these exclusive features, breast deformation. And that means that when their breasts get pressed up against something, they uh, deform mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know normal and man physics engines bikini wardrobe malfunctions <laughs> tan lines there are features they're touted as features exclusive to the ps4 that's great that sounds about version right. of dead or alive extreme <laughs> 3 so i don't even know what else to say about that <laughs> well it's not like for the dead or alive series they're going to tout really much else's features yeah. right because nobody playing those games really cares about like, oh, brand new innovative like questing system or. Well, you know, back in the day, I think I rented um, a Dead or Alive game for a Dreamcast at one point. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty solid fighter. Oh, yeah. Very solid fighter. I yeah. had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I think so. that's the only reason my family ended up getting that ridiculous beach resort game is because my parents knew that my brother and I loved playing the fighting game. Oh, you actually owned it. Yeah. So when they saw the other one come out, they bought it for us kind of on accident. Uh Sort of like how I was allowed to watch South Park when I was like six because they thought it was a children's cartoon because it was a cartoon. Right. They're like, oh, it's a video game made for children. And they bought us the beach party (laughs) game. But, um... Oh, man, I can't remember where that thought was going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't going anywhere. It went to the void. Yeah. Pretty much. Fun. It was. We're talking yeah. about breast deformation and bikini wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but man, games like that are hilarious. And I wonder how much money they make because it's not like Dead or Alive is the only series that really does it. No, but they're the obviously, you know, the, the most just overt about it, like shameless. and Exactly. So but it's like, um, have you guys ever heard of Akiva's Trip? Akiva's no. trip. No. It's a pun because if you take the S of Akiva's and move it over, it's Akiba Strip because it's a game where you're a little Japanese dude who fights vampires and you fight them by ripping their clothes off and exposing them to sunlight. Uh-huh. Just stuff like that. Or is, it, is this like an indie game or is it a uh Oh no, it's a big, it's a oh, big really? thing. Yeah, oh. it's available for Vita. I think it's available for PS4. Oh. It was really huge in Japan. Gotcha. Or, um, do you ever play Rumble Roses? No. So, Rumble Roses was a fighting game, and all of the characters were, like, quote-unquote, extremely attractive females. Yeah. And um, they did pro wrestling together in, like, nothing. (laughs) Of course they did. And you could unlock, like, bonus mud stages and the like. So, it's just, the market is... Larger than you would think. I have well, to wonder like how many copies sell. I, I don't of these know. Things. I, I wonder how many sell in the U.S. Like Japanese dudes are fucking creepy and pervy. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? Thank God for them though, because everything's getting so ridiculous over here. I'm thanking God for Jap- for Japan there and their creepy fetishes. Well, also like their, their taste in like women is always this like women with giant breasts that are just fucking like they look like tumors it's like it's just a health problem or something yeah. <laughs> they would just be dragging them on the ground yeah it's just like what the fuck <laughs> okay great i think we've talked about dead or alive enough 
That was that was just enough. Just enough. <laughs> Any more, it would have been too much. Any more, and it would have been dragging on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Next up in news, Sony is taking suggestions for future backwards compatible PS2 games on the PS4 via Twitter hashtags. I suggest all of them. Yeah, how about <laughs> the ones you've already got on PlayStation Network? Yep. Apparently, if you already own a PS2 game on the PlayStation Network for Vita and PS3, if they bring that to PS4 via emulation, you have to buy it again. Like yep. you don't you don't own it. So Yeah, we went over this last time. They were all like 10 bucks, 15 bucks yeah. for games that are like 15 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's just to me it's a they're reacting to Microsoft's backwards compatibility deal poorly. that they're doing. And they're doing it poorly. Yeah. yeah. So don't get rid of those PS3s. No, exactly. Don't, don't get, don't get you, you're going to need your PS3 for sure if you want to play the you know older games. You should have never gotten rid of your PS2 as well. It's true. I have like six if anyone wants one. Yeah, be like me. Just befriend Jared and get like two of them. That's right. You, we can just mail PS2s out to people. I forgot I gave you one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever even play it? I hooked it up. Nice. I've got like a nice little entertainment system with all my things hooked up to it. I've got a... My hope is to go back and play some of the Shimigami Tensei games that I never played before... Uh, Persona 5 comes out, see if I actually like them or not. Like some of the classics on PS2. Yeah. So nice. I would, but those Persona games are like, they're so expensive now. Like I would go back and play the previous Persona games, but they're like collectibles now. You can buy them on the PlayStation Network, I think, for cheap. On PS3? On PS3. I don't have a functioning PS3. You don't? No. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I bit the dust about a year ago. Yeah, those things are fucking terrible. (laughs) They're worse than the 360, by the way, in terms of durability. Yeah. Yeah, they're worse. I don't know how they're worse, but they're somehow worse. No, just, they like don't have a glowy red one. ring when they die, so it's harder to tell that they, <laughs> you know, they just fucking die. And it seems like newer models are dying too, which is not usually what. Oh yeah, the happens. slim model, not like the new slim model, but the first slim model. God damn it! I wonder how the um, the hybrid uh, ones, the the backwards compatible the, ones, the old fat ones, those actually apparently hold up the best. <laughs> you can so. actually buy those from GameStop. I know, but they're really loud. Like specifically, ask for them. It's like uh, having like a fucking online. just like giant fan. I'm going. thinking about buying one. Really? A backwards compatible one. But I have so many goddamn PS2s. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so another part of the story I wanted to comment on is I'm taking suggestions via Twitter. Um, I have a note here that says the type of gamers who actually use Twitter are the worst people to be influencing any important decisions. And so I agree with that. You're just going to hear... Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> like well, no, just... people are pissed about that now. Because they announced. Oh, they flip flopped. Yeah, they announced that it was uh, going to be episodic it, it, the way they oh, release it. Oh, really? Yeah, people are flipping their shit. That actually does kind of suck. Yeah, I don't get why they would. Do... Like, I've never is it, played. Wait, is it going to be like a season pass? Like, you pay $60 and you get every episode? Or do you have to pay for every episode? I don't know. I should have huh. looked at the article more closely. I mean, I guess I'd be okay if it was more like a season pass kind of thing, like Telltale games, but, but I, if you I just pay don't for get, everyone. I guess I haven't played the game. Could you split it up into like different chapters and release them separately? Sure. Into distinct arcs? Like I could see that, but I can't I, see I them just being buy it equal until, in life. Uh, Ares dies and then just, uh, that's the end. The end. Just the end. <laughs> Ares is dead. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> uh, okay. Next up, Minecraft for Wii U was just released this past week. Uh, this is a game I was looking at maybe buying because I haven't played Minecraft in a couple of years, but uh, it has no support for the fucking Wii U gamepad. No, like it, apart from, you know, we can play on the screen of the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, but that seems like a massive missed opportunity. For like inventory management. That's exactly what I thought. I know. That was the first thing I thought. Or like maybe even some sort of weird little crafting mini game or just something, something anything. Mm-hmm. So, or even inventory like, management is the big one though, because fuck inventory management in that game, yeah. period. Even yeah. if you're just doing it with like a really nice PC and you've got like a really good like mouse and keyboard setup, it's still a pain in the dick. Yeah. So to me, I was like expecting that, you know, to have inventory management. I was like, oh, that'd be a cool version to play just for fun, you know, just kind of get back into it a little bit. Uh, this is the problem with uh, these weird peripherals that people make for their systems. Like, no third party really ever made a game for Connect or the second Connect that was any good or all that special, uh, nor the PlayStation Move. And also, I mean, even the original Wii, there weren't a whole lot of third party great games with that, with the weird controllers. Uh, so Nintendo can make all these awesome ideas for controllers and stuff all they want. And at the end of the day, still people are not going to take advantage of it because it's so much cheaper to port. <laughs> 
like Minecraft without having to worry about making an inventory management system and just fucking do a quick and dirty port and make a shit ton of money. And unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. So I'm hoping the new Nintendo NX does not have any sort of gimmicky bullshit because exactly. people are not going to use it. If you're like a third-party dev and you're going to sink money into a console, do you want to like sink money into a console that you're not going to fully utilize? No, that's why the Wii U has such a shitty selection right yeah. now. Yep. Also, the 3DS really technically, I mean, they're games to take advantage of, like even the bottom screen and stuff, but just not to the degree that they could be, you know? Really, just RPGs do it. There's a lot of games, though, that just don't really, you know, it's just kind of there to show you your, um, what you have in your inventory at the moment. Or, you know, there's, people don't really take advantage, like third party doesn't really take advantage of it as much as they could. Yeah, I so. really do appreciate the inventory management in that bottom screen, though. No, I do, too. I'm just saying that there's like a lot of other types of games that don't have you know, inventories or whatever. Yeah. They don't really use it that much, you know? Exactly. So, um, okay. So there, here's the hoping that the NX does not have a shitty crazy controller actually I, I like the wii u gamepad but nobody uses it so mm-hmm. uh okay we talked about this last episode um xbox one elite controllers are still selling out instantly according to phil spencer those are the 150 dollars controllers that we talked about and now they're coming out with a new lunar white version potentially hmm. wow it's gonna confuse me because i got a lunar <laughs> white controller but it's not an elite so Fuck, I'm going to be all confused when I go in the store now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last in news. You can tell I'm really excited about the news today. <laughs> you sound oh, really absolutely. excited. <laughs> uh, Hideo Kojima started his own studio and is partnering with Sony. Surprise, surprise. So, well, I guess the partnering with Sony thing is kind of a surprise. Yeah. But him the, starting his own studio, definitely not. Not a surprise. <laughs> it was a matter of when, yeah, not pretty if. Much. Um, yeah, so he's partnering with Sony and is going to do exclusive games. Nothing like not Silent Hill, not, you know, Metal Gear, nothing like that. It's new original games, but uh, he's just running around like, fuck are you? <laughs> he can't talk like due to his employment contract. He can't talk about uh, Konami. No, happened. but we can all feel it. We, I mean, everybody <laughs> knows. Obviously, they're the fucking bad guys just from everything that's come out. It's the wealth of information. So, okay, let's get into something a little more exciting. We'll go into this week's top three. Must die. Top three list of the week. Must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. Feeling a little sedated. Maybe the cold. Maybe I need my gloves. I have another pair. Do you? Definitely have another pair present. They're fingerless, though. Oh Jesus! We have all these gloves here. Alex was just dying. That's what you really do have another pair of gloves in your coat pocket. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. This week's top three, we're just going to discuss our personal favorite games of 2015 that we played. So, because we didn't play all the games, not even close to all the games. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I think I played one game that came out in 2015, at least. I pretty much played three, maybe four games that came out in 2015. So, my list was easy. But if you didn't like them, you don't have to do three total or whatever. I mean, just games that you think were worthy in, you know, 2015. So I actually have three. So I'll, I'll go ahead and go. <laughs> uh, obviously Xenoblade Chronicles for 3DS. Obviously. Yep. What? Yep. Are you serious? Oh man. You like that game? I, I like that game, man. <laughs> Since when? I don't know. I, I haven't talked about it very much. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I have not played. Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii U yet. Oh. From oh December 5th. God. I got it on release day. Fucking haven't played it. I'm really surprised. I thought you jumped on I'm it. I'm surprised too because I, I've just been doing other stuff. That's what happens when your wife gets sick. And Anyway, so I haven't <laughs> played it yet. But I heard, one thing I heard about it that I'm not that excited about, apparently it has a silent protagonist. A what protagonist? A silent protagonist. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Previous games didn't have that? No. the uh, Xenoblade for, th- for 3DS and Wii, the original, uh, had the protagonist talked. He was awesome. Like he was actually a likable protagonist in a JRPG for the first time in a million years. Yeah, for the first time ever. Yeah. I can't think of a talking protagonist in a JRPG that I actually liked currently. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So anyway, silent protagonist. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I'll be optimistic about it. I'll have played. Do you like Zidane? My... Pardon? Do you like Zidane? He's alright. He's alright. I like the guy in uh, Tales of 
Vesperia. Vesperia? Vesperia? Which one was that? It's the one... I don't know. They're all the fucking same. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I was going to say, I was like, I've never liked a Tales protagonist, so I'm suspicious. It's a PS3 one. It was also on 360. Like, was it the guy who was like a doctor, but he was also a boxer for some reason? No, that was the shitty Tales of Zillia. Yeah. That sucked no, ass. That, that was a terrible game. I stopped playing that like five hours in. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, next up for me, another 3DS game, Majora's Mask 3DS. Awesome. That's exactly everything a remake should be. Uh, just improved all the little rough edges and uh, just made it a better game without really changing anything significant. So, talked about that on the podcast as well before. Number three, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I'm only partway through, but it's very, very good. So awesome. It's, it's more of the same, but it's refined and it's, it's, uh, it's really good. So, when it is no longer an Xbox One exclusive... Uh, comes to PC and everything else, you guys should play it. So, good job, nice, nice list. That was, that was really good. I know, right? Really yeah, good. I know, it's a pretty good job. Good job. Pat myself on the back. Who's <laughs> <laughs> next? Uh, I can go next. While so, you're still alive and not dying of hypothermia. Yeah, it's like a popsicle. <laughs> yeah, it's not that cold. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, I only really played three, four games from 2015, but um. They were all good, and I did a lot of research before I purchased them and played them, so, okay. right. so they made it to the list the easily. Gotcha. Right. So, um, first one I'm going to mention is Undertale, and we went on about that earlier, and it was really enjoyable for me. We cried everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, second one that I don't think I talked about in the podcast before, um, I played the new King's Quest. Have you guys played oh, you, that? I heard think of you it? talked about that a little bit, maybe, or you were going to talk about it. No, I haven't played it. How was it? It was fantastic. Yeah. I only played the first chapter, I should say, because um, when I purchased it, only the first chapter was out. I think the second chapter has come out since then, so I need to finish that. But the first was fantastic. It was really charming, like super old school kind of writing and sense of humor. And what about voice acting? The voice acting was so good. Really? Yes, it was fantastic. And that can really, like, I, it got serious points for that, especially like when it comes to points and click adventure games. I love good voice acting. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do such great writing with them. And it was also really great visually. Like, uh, It looks like 2D a, animated, sort of? or Well, yeah, it's got like kind of a low poly count, but the textures look really um, like traditionally done. I don't know how to explain it, but it looks like a painting. Oh, okay. So you have like an animated guy walking around a painting, essentially. Yeah, and it's, I think it's a little bit cel-shaded. I'd okay. have to like okay. go and look at pictures of it again. But it was stunning when I first started playing it. This is for PC? Yeah. Sweet. And um, number three for me is Broken Age. Did we talk about that at all? I don't think so. And I've heard the name of the game, but I'm, it's not ringing a bell. That's another um, really gorgeous point-and-click adventure game. And the visuals were like the best thing about it for me. The writing was really witty and the voice acting was great, but that game is beautiful. I think it's made by Double Fine. Yeah, it's made by Double Fine. And what, what's, the, uh, what's the gameplay like? Um, well, it's a point-and-click adventure game. So it's so the same as all other point-and-clicks then? No. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, some of the puzzles were pretty hard, surprisingly. And it didn't fall into the point-and-click pit where you were just kind of ramming items against other items to try and make something or yeah. to solve something. You actually had to think about all of your answers, and they all made sense in the end. Like when you had a little epiphany, it was actually really gratifying in that game. Yeah. And again, some really famous voices. So playing through them, it was fun because I didn't look at the casting beforehand and I would immediately recognize somebody and like go look at their IMDb and they would be listed in there. Nice. Nice. Jared? Uh, all right. Was that three? Wow. Yeah. I thought you only did two. <laughs> well, I mentioned Undertale for all of two seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've Fine. talked about Undertale enough. Enough. <laughs> no more Undertale. No more Undertale. I'm, gonna, I'm banning We're Undertale from this podcast. It's official. So is it? All right. <laughs> um, I guess I could start with the one game that actually came out in 2015 that I played. Okay. Uh, I played Legacy of the Void. Oh yeah. Starcraft Two. And you weren't super uh, loving it. It was okay. Um, yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed it. The campaign was not as good as the other two. No, expansions. it was it was good. It was it was enjoyable, but I don't know. Wings of Liberty still to me had by far the best campaign. I liked Heart of the Swarm. 
Are we talking story-wise or just kind of like mission-wise? I'm, I'm talking about mission-wise okay. and unique missions and, and interesting missions. Gotcha. Um, this was basically more of the same from Heart of the Swarm. Um, there wasn't any sort of real, I don't know, groundbreaking sort of missions. I guess uh, the first one was actually pretty good, too. You had a lot of unique types of missions. I like the way you could do uh, units to like customize your units. In Legacy, yeah. Legacy of the Void? or the All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. And Legacy of the Void, you could do that too, to a greater extent, almost. Yeah. Actually, what, what was I? I was telling you about like, oh, they they should actually put that into multiplayer, where you can like customize your own your own team. That would be really fun. Yeah, like I agree. pick one of three options for every single unit, like they do in in, in the campaign. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just think that'd be so much more fun. Yeah, they or should like do you that. get to pick between like one out of four top tier units for your race or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. Fun times. Legacy of the Void, though. Great voice acting, great story. I like the story. How yeah. about you? Uh, wasn't the guy who played Q in Star Trek actually voice... Uh, didn't he voice the... Uh, he voiced, voiced the Taldarim guy. Was yeah. he equally like <laughs> insolent and he annoying? Was so and- awesome. <laughs> actually, he, he, was, he was my favorite new character. He was great. <clears throat> yeah, he was hard, hard to explain, but he... <laughs> man, he's basically like the leader of like these other, set, other like rogue Protoss, and he's just like... They're all about like combat and death and um just taking power and blah 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 and he's just always just making comments about how weak artanis is and, <laughs> make awesome. you want to punch him in the face but in like the best of no, ways. no not even make you want to punch him in the face he's just like oh man you're, you're just kind of a badass all <laughs> oh. right <laughs> <laughs> the epilogue was kind of weird too it, it sort of ended starcraft pretty much yeah i feel like they're teeing it up for an mmo i got no, that feeling the not whole enough, way through not enough oh no more not enough lore for an MMO. Well, we'll see who's right because now we got it on on audio recording. All right, I'll we could s- just pack a shit ton <laughs> on. Like when World of Warcraft first came out, there wasn't a lot of lore attached to like a bunch of the races. Like the trolls didn't really have anything going for them. Yeah. Well, the trolls had some stuff. They had that campaign that never actually made it into the game. <laughs> Can you count that as some stuff? Then? <laughs> sure, why not? The Dark Spear. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna move on. All right. Um. Let's see. Next up, I'm going to go with Vanilla WoW because it came out in 2015. What's the name of the server that just came out that's really popular? Nostalrius. Nostalrius. I, I believe that's something how like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who who would have thought Vanilla WoW would be coming out in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening is like, somebody should tell him that came out a long time ago. <laughs> 2004, I believe. Well, technically, you haven't been able to play it for a long time, and this is like the first one of the first private servers that's like really popular and really uh this is the most popular private server ever yeah yeah by a by a large margin <laughs> and it actually holds more people than the original servers did back in the day is what yeah, i read six thousand or so yeah cool. like on one server is, uh, so a little little packed yeah there, there is obviously a lot of bugs and wonky scripting but you know what are you gonna do still get that vanilla experience yep it's fun I've already talked about that in this podcast, though. So uh, next up, I'm going to go with something that uh, is not new. But okay. It's constantly being updated, so it's basically new. Yeah. I'm going to go with Crusader Kings 2. It's still being updated? Yeah. Isn't that game old as shit? Well, at least three or four years, I believe. Okay. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, it's like a, it's like a living game, basically. Is it, so is it the developers doing it, or is it third-party people with yeah, the ask. devs? Is it really? Every time they release a new expansion or something like that, applies to the the, the regular war, like the whole world, pretty much. Huh. That is really cool. Yeah. And basically, you just like you're unlocking the content, but you're still gonna be playing against those people, like in a new game or something, like the the new expansion content people. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be so depressing when they stop. Uh, I don't know. Well, I actually feel like that's the kind of game the fans would carry on easily. Like, even if the devs stopped making expansions for it, you'd find a shit ton in the workshop or something. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's a fun game. I recommend people play it if you like to just relax and do some strategy shit. Is it, uh, it's mostly real-time strategy? Or is it mostly, or is it kind of like Lords of the Realm? I can't remember. It's like Lords of the Realm. Lords of the Realm. And so that means also, like, it's kind of like Total War then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like Total War too. All right. It's fun. Cool. That's it for me. Uh, I should mention, I don't think any of us played like the big 
game of the year games like Witcher 3 or Metal Gear Solid This is 5. not really a AAA podcast, is it? <laughs> yeah, we don't really, really play the AAA games. I feel like if people are going to play those games, they're going to play them. And if they're not, they don't really give a shit. I'm still really pissy that I can't play Fallout. Oh, yeah. Fallout 4. That's another big one. I don't, I have not been hearing a lot of glowing, uh, like, just, like, reviews of it. Or, I mean, in terms of, like, from players. Yeah. I haven't I heard haven't, anything about it. Really. I've heard a ton. Not really um, much in the way of gameplay, but just the story. Yeah. I've heard a lot of really good things about the writing. Oh, that's good. See, mm-hmm. that, that to me is the most important part, so yeah, that, that's like, good. There, I haven't, I've tried not to spoil anything for myself, but apparently like the storyline for this one is really solid, and there are a lot of really fun kind of quirky side quests that you can do. Yeah. So looking forward to that, if I should ever get to play it. Uh, the other big one that I missed out on this year that I'm going to play uh, when I can is um, Pillars of Eternity. Yes, me too. So that's actually so. Before we had this top three, we had a top three list, like top three games that you really want to play. Yeah, Pillars of Eternity is number one. Yep, yep. That's uh, that's the one like Baldur's Gate, like the classic uh, Baldur's Gate and like Icewind Dale type games. And oh man, it's it's going on sale on the Steam sale. I'm assuming for fairly Wait, cheap. Wait, what? So. This is from the same maker of of, of those games, or yeah, yeah, it is. They had a, the Kickstarter for it. We covered it like a year. What's that company ago? called? Um, I don't know. Beats me. Yeah, they probably they probably formed a new company. I'm assuming. Yeah, I love Icewind Dale. That's that's that was a, that was like a really good game. Yeah, so Pillars of Eternity <laughs> is like a modern version of that. Essentially, that type of gameplay and is feel. Steam doing a Christmas sale this year? I think I can say yes, because <laughs> PayPal already uh, revealed it early. Okay, I. I'm just amazed that I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be tomorrow. Okay, okay cool. Which <laughs> I don't know if I should put myself saying that. No, PayPal already revealed the date, so I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and this is not going to come out until after. It's already a thing. True. It's going to be good. But then they'll, they'll know I told somebody. Somebody before the date. Oh, no. It's going to sale? They're going to come to my house and just be like, do you see this NDA you signed? Do you see it? It's going to fucking just take. All but my it's, things. It's, and... all, it's all developer based, isn't it? I mean, you have to opt into a sale, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, you can have a sale at any time of the year. Well, no, not not in the way that they do Steam sales where everything's on sale. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, when, when they do Steam sales, they let you know in advance. They let you opt in and they give you the dates and you basically are, you know, you can't say what the dates are. And uh, I'm surprised the dates don't leak more often than they do. It was, huh. it was PayPal this year who revealed the date of the winter sale so man i can't wait to play my derpy steam holiday game which i never play what's that every time they have like a holiday sale they have like those stupid little mini games going on oh yeah that, I, those never really appeal to me trading cars and contests yeah. and shit like that and it always bums me out because it'll fill your account with like notifications and I'm just like, somebody sent me a thing or like somebody sent me a message and I click on it. It's just Steam, like, have a trading card. I'm like, God. Dude, I've, I've, I've made so much money on uh, on Steam cards. Really? Yeah, people actually buy them, right? <laughs> I've made like, I've made like $4, guys. <laughs> oh, God damn. You sell them for like a nickel here. a piece. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and you just have to take the time to do it. But you go through your entire inventory, sell them for like a nickel a piece. Well, you you can make like time. four dollars, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And it goes you... towards your next Steam purchase. Perfect. Pretty sweet. Okay. Wait, there's a function for that built into Steam? Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, I might actually go do that then. I thought you were like going through the effort of like setting up a fucking eBay account to do no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just through the Steam market. Let's do a quick worst thing. <laughs> Worst thing that ever happened to us this week. So, uh, as long as we're kind of talking about Star Wars at the beginning of the, of the uh, podcast, um, I just re- happened to read an article online that said everything I've already said before, and that I, you know, other people have said. Basically, uh, a comedian who was on a show said some things about Star Wars nerds. Very obvious, typical cliche jokes. People gave her death threats on Twitter, and then she wrote an article saying, "I I will not apologize for making jokes about Star Wars nerds." <laughs> <laughs> I 
So it's you know pretty self-explanatory. You probably know the entire story just by hearing that. Um, I'm already guessing what kind of jokes she made. <laughs> here's a clip of her on a comedy show. It's called Red Eye. It's on Fox News, but the fact that it's on Fox News doesn't mean anything. It used to be an awesome show. Then the main hosts all kind of left, but it's not that funny now. But here she is on it. Uh, what do you think? Look, I mean, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I have never had any interest in watching space nerds poke each other with their little space nerd sticks, and I'm not going to start now. So you know, just she's trying to make crazy. Star Wars jokes. Star Wars Fine. People are crazy. Yesterday, I tweeted something, and all I said was that I wasn't familiar with Star Wars because. I've been too busy liking cool things and being attractive. Uh-huh, yes. Um, <laughs> people threatened my life. <laughs> you guys well, maybe it's that, that, you know, so maybe not, You're not really trying to, like, you're not branding yourself in a way that's going to make me want to join your little life-threatening club. Yeah, did they threaten your life, or did they threaten to they poke said, you with their nerd die. sticks? die. That's not I a thing necessarily, Tom. I'm just saying. It's not necessarily hey, a bad it. thing. I was right. I was oh, ready to jump on. You, were, you better so see that movie if you ever want to see a nerd stick. Well, I want no part of it. Avi, what do you do with your nerd stick? Uh, I love to, <laughs> if I could poke cat with it and maybe teach her something, I'd be, you know. But this is harassment. Is anybody watching this? Is anybody watching this? Okay. this? Let's get back to the Bernie Sanders segment. I feel very unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, a comedy show, but this still gets. You know, the results of people, people getting really mad. It's just so cringy from all parties. Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a funny joke. Just talking on a fucking network show for, you know, making fun of Star Wars, which is not a new thing to do. I'm not going to play any of it, but then this other Star Wars guy did like a 10-minute rebuttal, like a YouTube video to her. Oh, I like, hate that guy. There are all these like death threats, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> you people suck. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Like really, like, like I'm a huge Star Wars fan. When I hear people make Star Wars jokes, I'm like, oh, that's funny, or you know, or it's not funny. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't identify as you know, that's me. Oh my god, that that's me. They're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just happen to like Star Wars. So I've seen multiple videos with that fucking beard guy. He's so annoying. Beard guy. Yeah, wh whoever the guy is that we're yeah, showing. Yeah, uh, whatever his name is, Alpha Omega Sin. Is the one who did the 10 minute rebuttal video. God, that sounds like a screen name I would make as a 10 year old. I'm pretty sure he thinks he's a werewolf or something too, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be, that makes sense. Okay. So, anyway, she, this article's good. Here's a quote from it. She says, uh, a lot of people are clearly upset, but guess what? I'm not apologizing. Why? Because the all too common knee jerk reaction of apologizing for harmless jokes after overblown hysteria is ruining our culture. And she goes on and on and on. That's a nice sentiment. Like surprisingly eloquent coming out of somebody who makes such absolutely shit jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, here's the thing. Having gone to this fucking Star Wars premiere and sat there in the theater for two hours smelling these assholes, literally smelling their assholes <laughs> that they don't wash or wipe. These jokes are made because these people, there are people who are Star Wars fans. Oh no, I identify. definitely know where they're coming from. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's just people need to calm the fuck down and not worry about like if you're if your group gets made fun of because you're going to get made fun of in life and you can either realize that it doesn't fucking matter or you can go on Twitter and make death threats or 10 minute rebuttal videos. They're not Have real guys... Star Wars fans though. Those people who do that. See that that piss them off. If you, if you <laughs> <laughs> no fuck them. Fuck you were real Star Wars fans. Real Star Wars fans wear deodorant. You're right. Real Star Wars fans do wear deodorant. Actually I've, I've been thinking about this for a while with the whole fandom thing like Every time I talk to someone who's like super into cons and like the culture of everything, you know, I'm, I actually talk to them about their fandom of like the, you know, the thing that we're ta fucking talking about, like Star Wars, yeah. anime, whatever it is. It's like, I'm always a way bigger fucking fan than them. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to be part of something. It's like, yeah, they're just looking for like acceptance or something weird. It's like, you're not even a real fucking fan. You're just a fucking like con nerd and or something all, along, all they need to do is fucking shower and people will like them more yeah that's why i say if real fans wear deodorant <laughs> it's a very surprisingly deep point <laughs> i want to make a t-shirt i'm just thinking that, like i immediately started drafting t-shirts in my head like real fans wear deodorant like across <laughs> the front of a t-shirt with like a speed stick or something yeah. beneath or a shirt where it looks pitted out, but that's actually a part of the pattern. <laughs> the thing is, there's more to it than deodorant, though. You have to shower, too. Like, a lot of these people probably put deodorant on thinking they're good. Yeah, or spritz on some Axe. But it's like you actually have bacterial colonies growing in your yeah. folds. 
Yeah, and third or yeast infections under your boobs. Oh, oh that's always Jeez, fun. That's a thing. Yes, it is. It's oh God, thing. no. Okay, hold on. You can it get hurts. it hurts really yeast bad. Yeast infections in all the crevices of your body. Apparently, oh my God, I don't. I just it's called <laughs> take a goddamn shower every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> Having a nurse as a mom, you hear some very uh, life-changing things. Oh, wow. That's that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I just... <laughs> Gross. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's just move on to our last segment here. Would you be playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? I completed my Nuzlocke challenge, yeah. my Omega Ruby Nuzlocke challenge, and um, congratulations! Was it, was it everything you thought it would be? <laughs> <laughs> it just it, yes, and it left me with such this empty feeling afterwards. So because I was doing the Nuzlocke challenge, you don't get to pick your team, right? right? Because you just end up with the first Pokemon on every route as long as you haven't owned it previously. Yeah, so. Uh, I would get these extremely inefficient teams that had like two types in the entire team. So yeah. like a single Pokemon could be super effective against my whole team and wipe it just in one go. Right. Which is what ended up happening when I had to fight the legendary to progress the story. Oh, so you didn't four... win. Huh? You didn't win. No, I did. Oh. But four of my six Pokemon died just in that fight. They uh-huh. just got one shot because... um. That legendary has like ground and fire and like all these different things. And I coincidentally had like a steel Pokemon, a fire Pokemon, just shit like that, you know? Yeah. And so I had to go back and retrain like fucking level 10 Pokemon up to level 60 so I could go do the Elite Four. Well, you didn't have to. Well, I didn't have to. You did this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It was in the challenge. It was a good challenge. And um, I had a couple of unfortunate events along the way. Like, one of my Pokemon, I spent all this time grinding for her because I wanted to get this stone that randomly drops so that I could um, evolve her into a specific type, right? Okay. For, all, for anybody who actually cares about Pokemon, it was a snow runt. I was trying to evolve a snow runt and not get a Glalie. But anyways... Oh, okay, I, I've never heard of those Pokemon. I, I didn't... I think I, I think I know all the Pokemon. I've never heard of those ones. <laughs> Snowrunt was yeah. not used for fucking anything. I don't think those are real Pokemon. Yeah, what, what's the number on those? What, what number are those Pokemon? 10 million. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the Pokemon rap? Pokemon rap? <laughs> I no. used to know it. I used to know it too. I wish that I still did. No, I don't know it. Sorry, Alex. It's okay. But yeah, I'm grinding this Pokemon over and over trying to get the stone to drop because only one trainer randomly drops it every time you defeat that trainer and the trainer is only ready to fight you every five or so minutes and the drop rate is like 0.5%. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. You can fight trainers multiple times? Yeah. I think after the... Doesn't sound like a Pokemon game to me. That doesn't sound real at all. (laughs) (laughs) It kicks in the third Pokemon game onwards so you guys are just a little bit... I think you're just making shit up. I, I think you've just been sitting, staring at like an old 3DS or 2DS and just, it's, Imagining all, been, it's all been my in your head. Adventures. Yeah, this challenge <laughs> you made up for yourself. You should, uh, you're you sitting should... there just drooling and just, you know, just, you should go see a doctor. Just, like writing stuff down in a fever dream yeah. after like tripping on shrooms or something. I'm kind of worried you about your mental health. Trainers. <laughs> What's that, Jared? I'm worried about her mental health. I'm not worried about we it. You could have her committed, probably. You just explain to them that I like completed a Nuzlocke challenge and they're like, oh yeah, I just throw that bitch in the slammer right now. <laughs> the She's fuck was not she meant for society. <laughs> She's not right. <laughs> Take yeah. it to the loony bin. I spent, I spent several hours just trying to get this stone to drop, fighting one trainer over and over. And um, every time your Pokemon levels up, it tries to evolve. And you have to press B to get to stop and like slap it down and be like, fucking no. Okay, I've heard of that before. That, oh, that's, that's real. That's a real. Yeah, that's, that's a real, real. That's okay, a real okay, thing. All right. So I'm trying, so my snow runt keeps on trying to evolve into a Glalie and I just keep slapping her down like, fuck off, Beatrice, not now. Your, your what's trying to evolve into a what now? We've already been over this, yeah. you guys. I <laughs> like, I took my eyes off the screen for a couple of seconds after spending hours grinding this one trainer. 
to like f- get like a fucking glass of milk or something. And when I came back, she had evolved without me being there. So I, sp- I spent hours of my time for exactly nothing because she still evolved into the shitty one because I wasn't there to press B. Okay, first of all, you didn't started. just look away for a couple seconds. You went and got a glass of milk. <laughs> I'm. You know what? That was highly irresponsible of me. Yeah, you're full you of shit. Right. You're trying to make out like it was no the matter game's where fault. you are in your in your home. That takes at least thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it can all be quantified in seconds. You're trying to make you yourself sound it. good in this story, like it wasn't all your fault, but it was. You're right. It was I'm all a piece of shit. your fault. I don't even care. I'm just such a casual. Just let her evolve. <laughs> so, but, but you ended up going through with it and winning. Yes, I. Uh, eventually grinded all of those Pokemon up to level 60 and uh, went through the Elite Four first time through and finally beat the game. And then something that I didn't anticipate happening happened at the end of the game. Um, The credits started rolling like they do at the end of Pokemon games and the music started playing. But instead of it just being like a series of images or like a black screen behind the credits, it was a little slideshow with like pictures of your journey from beginning to end ah. and like you with all your Pokemon and like critical moments in the game. And it totally made me start bawling because it was basically a slideshow of every Pokemon I had killed. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many of them. Well, you like, actually cried? Yeah. <laughs> Jared, Jared's just so you just bewildered. call nine one one. This isn't yeah. a really Help safe space me. for me. It's not a safe space anymore. You're right. <laughs> oh, it was so sad though. Well, I'm I'm glad you finished it so you can get on with your life. Yeah, I've and, got that behind me now. Yeah. What's the point of doing a challenge like that unless you're like recording it and posting videos of it online or something? Because it's cool. She she just it's fun, and you can role play really yeah, good. Well, people back in the day used to do these challenges all the time before there was the internet. They didn't need to share it with all their. I don't remember anyone ever doing weird challenge things uh, they all the time. time. Challenges and things like that, like like Dragon Warrior, use only the hero, or you know that that sort of stuff. Yeah, but uh, when they did that, I mean, people were posting on Game Facts like their story while they're going through it. It wasn't all just well, in their head. That's really lame. <laughs> well, those, were, those were just back in the days of like 2001, 2002 Game Facts. That's what you on, did. Who the fuck posted on Game Facts? Who the fuck read the posts on Game Facts? Yeah, seriously, either? right? Game Facts were hot back then, guys. And you actually read Game Facts. I remember that. No, you. I read Game Facts threads that you linked to me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. This is, this is like even pre-linking days. I did pre-linking days <laughs> before links existed. This is this is like Web 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a Zubat from beginning to end. Like I caught it level five, and it was actually one of the Pokemon that I finished the Pokemon League with. Oh, very nice. So you didn't let him evolve to a Golbat? Huh? Golbat? Oh yeah, I have let it evolve into a Crobat. Uh, what now? Crobat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ringing a bell. <laughs> it's the third evolution of Zubat, guys. <laughs> Along with the Gligar. You can get a Gligar as well. Jesus, they're just making up words now. <laughs> you know, I really could be making up Pokemon names and you guys wouldn't know. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. The last time I fucking saw, <laughs> if I have a fucking Pokemon who's a fucking ice cream cone. Oh, yeah. An ice cream fucking cone <laughs> is a Pokemon. Yeah, they're not very clever anymore. Jesus. Were they ever really clever to begin with, though? Yes. Like, if you think about Magneton's design or something. They weren't clever. They were just pretty basic, and there was a limited number, so it just all made sense. It, it was cohesive. It felt better at the time. Yeah. Yes. Um, Back in the Magikarp and the Gyarados. Yeah. That was, that was, was awesome. But then, but you block certain Pokemon from your memories. Like, what the fuck was going on with Jinx? Well, or Jinx, oh, was great. That oh, Jinx was fine. It was Mr. Mime that was fucked up. Oh, Mr. Mime was <laughs> terrible. Mr. Mime was fucked. I was Porygon so was disappointed so awesome. when I opened up like one of my first Pokemon booster packs and I got like a holographic Mr. Mime. I was like, God fucking damn it. That's just kind of awesome. I wouldn't mind having that. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave away all my Pokemon cards recently. Some of them were like, well, most all of them were first edition promo cards. <laughs> nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they worth anything? They were worth some money, but I didn't care. Yeah. I gave them to my little cousin. She's going to trade them on the playground for probably some piece of shit. <laughs> well, guys, I think that's a good note to end it on. Let's wrap it up for the year. 
Merry holidays, everyone. Merry holidays. Yeah, merry happy uh, Hanukkah. <laughs> I, I the other day I told I acted offended and I said that you tell me Merry Christmas was bad because I celebrate a Hanukkah or something. You actually believed me for. I did. It's because you have a Jewy look about yeah, you. Yeah, you do have a <laughs> Shit. Jewy look about uh, they you. They turned it around on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it. I was like, oh, I thought that, like, with your hair. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. You're right. <laughs> Jewfro. All right. Thanks for listening. On that racist loop, let's yeah. end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to end with racism. <laughs>